dang credit cards. I hate them, but I'm probably still going to use one in the future because I can't be bothered going to the ATM. Welcome back to the Potentially Podcast. We're so glad you're listening again today. We're your co-hosts, Isabel and Lindsay, and today we're going to be talking about credit cards. Dang credit cards. I hate them, but I'm probably still going to use one in the future because I can't be bothered going to the ATM. Oh, I never go to the ATM. I'm always using a card, which is probably not the best, but... I don't even know if I've been to an ATM by myself in like, I don't know, a year or two. No, the the credit card thing is really, really bad. It's what got me into trouble, and I plan on getting out of all of this trouble and having only one credit card in the future that I use responsibly, that I pay off every single month. And obviously, if you can't do that, then you shouldn't have a credit card, and you should go all to cash, but hopefully I will be able to you know, use the credit card responsibly going forward now that I've learned a lot. I'm older. I'm not in my younger 20s and I won't have to go to the bank because honestly, like who wants to go to the bank? I know we sound like millennials, but truly who wants to go to the bank? I never go to the bank. I think that when I was younger, people literally tried to scare you about credit cards. You're going to be in so much debt. It's not worth it. And then the other half of people are like, it's so great. You can just put all your money on a credit card and both those extremes are bad. I do think both those extremes are bad. I think you need to recognize that credit cards can get you into trouble and make sure that you're using them responsibly. It's kind of like the person who has a drink once a week. That's fine. But the person who's an alcoholic, not fine. Not fine at all, right? So as long as you can use the credit card responsibly. I think there's some cool perks, which we're going to talk about today. But obviously, if you're not in that situation, if you don't feel like you can use it responsibly, then, you know, definitely don't. You don't want to get yourself in more debt. Go to using cash. But today, we kind of want to talk about what are some of the benefits of using a credit card if you can do that responsibly. Yeah, there's a lot of different things that will attract you to a certain credit card. There's different perks to each type but we're going to go over a few of them right now. Right. So I found this article posted to Investopedia talking about 10 different reasons, basically, to have a credit card. And I thought we would just go through the reasons and Isabel and I can kind of give you our opinion on them and if they're worth it. So the first one they have are sign-up bonuses. So a lot of times if you open a new credit card, they give you all kinds of perks. Did you ever open one like that as well? Did you ever open a credit card specifically because of the perks? No. So far, I've only had one credit card. It's just a Discover one because it's basically the only one I could get when I was that young. Right now, I'm comparing different ones to decide what new credit card I want. And bonuses is definitely something I'm looking at. Yeah. So if if you guys are looking at different cards and you're not sure what one would be the best for you, If you actually go to thepointsguy.com, he has on his site all kinds of cards and 
how they're rated and what do you want to use them for and what's the best way to do them what's the best way to get your points and to get free money and to get travel perks so if you go over there it can kind of show you you know what's the best sign up bonus card what's the best for earning miles what's the best for you know having lowest fees or whatever it is so if you go over to his account i like that it's what i've used when i've needed to open a card in the past to see what would work best for me in my situation so just kind of wanted to throw that out there as far as sign up bonuses go we did take advantage of one sign up bonus when we opened our current card we only have one card that we use now so in the past when we got ourselves in a little bit of credit card debt we had more than one open we only use one card now so we have one card for everything and it is the um, Chase Sapphire Preferred card. And it had a really good travel bonus when you open it up. I don't live near my family. And when I want to go see them, I generally fly. So that's usually what I'm looking for in a card. So when I opened up the Chase card, it had a large amount, I think like 50,000 points or something that you got just from opening the card and then you could use towards um, travel expenses. That's a really large amount. Talking about websites to help you research, one that I've used is Nerd Wallet. You can put in what kind of perks you want or you prefer in a card and you can actually compare two specific cards and it'll lay out the differences between them. Just another option. Yeah, really good. The second one that they have in this article talks about rewards and points. So this kind of goes into what I like to use it for versus what other people like to use it for. I really like to use mine for the points towards travel. So I usually save up all of my points. I don't use them on anything until I need to buy a plane ticket to go visit someone. So when I went to Isabel's wedding back in September, I bought my ticket and Jacob's ticket all with points. We didn't pay for our tickets at all to go from Texas to Ohio. So everything was paid for and I thought that was a really big perk and that wasn't me trying to get more points. That wasn't buying extra things on the credit card. I never do that. I never buy extra things just to get the points. I only use it when I'm buying something and I just save up the points until I want to, you know, cash out basically. My credit card doesn't have points, but looking at new ones, I think that would be really awesome for travel points because I also don't live by family. So be nice to get a free flight here and there. I think if you're going to have a card anyways, you might as well see which one can give you the best perks. I agree. The biggest thing on my card that I like is the cash back, which is another huge perk on a lot of credit cards. Every time I use my credit card and I'm paying off my bill, I'm earning cash back and I just use that cash back to go right towards my credit card bill. So it's basically free money that I don't have to pay off. Right. I used to use that a lot when I wasn't traveling as much. That's what I would use it for is I would just save it up. And then when it was big enough to pay off like half or all of a credit bill, then I would use the cash back and then I just wouldn't have to pay the credit card bill that month. That's kind of what I use mine for. Um, So yeah, I think that's another really good option. Yeah, when I go on Amazon to shop, I actually have the option to use my cash back to pay for stuff on Amazon. I never do that because I like to use it towards my credit card bill. That's an option for people if they don't want to put more money onto the credit card. So the next one on this article talks about frequent flyer miles. So I have not used a car that's specifically for a certain airline to get miles. I've never done that. I just use my chase card and then as I build up points, I'll transfer it to whatever airline I'm going to be flying on and buy the miles that way. Um, But I know that some people really like getting like an American Airlines or United Airlines or Delta Airlines 
getting their actual credit card from them and just building up miles that way. And if you're somebody who knows you're only going to want to use it for miles for flying, then maybe that's a route that you go. For the frequent flyer miles, is that just for one specific airline? If you have that card or if you have the card with that airline, can you put it over to a different airline? I think generally it's through an airline. So I think I I don't know if there's one card that will let you do it on more than one airline. I think generally it's for a specific airline or if you don't use it on that airline, it's like worth less. Um, I haven't looked too much into it because I never wanted to be like tied down to what specific airline I had to use. And I also know that they have like blackout days and stuff like that. Um, And it's a little bit more tricky. You have to spend a little bit more time figuring out the best way to use your miles. And it just seemed like a lot of work, to be honest. So that's kind of why I steered away from that when we were looking at which car to get. Yeah, I think that might be good for people who travel a lot for work. If their company likes to use a certain airline all the time, could be worth it. Yeah, definitely could be worth it. Number five on the Investopedia article is talking about safety. This one, I am 100% in agreement with. So their idea is that if you're using a credit card and it gets lost or stolen or somebody starts committing fraud with it and buying a bunch of things, it is really, really easy to just call your credit card company, say that those purchases weren't yours. They will take off the purchases. They will shut down the card or freeze the card if it's just lost for a little bit and you happen to find it. Whatever it is that they need to do, I've never had any credit card not willing to do that. I've had this happen with one of my credit cards. There was a purchase I didn't make and I'm actually able to go into my app and freeze my card myself. That way they don't make any further purchases with it. So that way when I have the chance to call the company, there's not more and more bills racking up, but they had no problem taking that off for me. I also, when I was at basic for two months, um, they for some reason thought it was fraudulent because i was off the grid for two months and popped up in a different state making all these purchases. So they canceled my card for me. was a little annoying, but it's nice that if they're that concerned about it, they'll cancel it. And they they instantly sent me a new card for a replacement. Sometimes it seems frustrating because you're like, but it's me. Why are you you canceling this? Now I have to deal with this. But it's honestly a nice thing that they're kind of like looking out for that because maybe it's something that if you're not checking your credit card app, you know, every day, maybe you miss that purchase and they're going to catch it before you. So yeah, even though it's a little bit annoying, that's kind of nice. And I do a lot of online shopping when I shop. So it's nice to have the credit card versus a debit card because if for whatever reason they, you know, somebody stole your debit card and was able to get into your actual account, well, that's like your real money gone. Your credit card isn't your real money because you haven't paid anything yet. It's just your credit. I I feel a lot more comfortable shopping online, especially if it's a site that I'm not quite sure about. I feel way more comfortable using a credit card versus a debit card or putting in my um, my actual like account numbers. Absolutely. That can be a little scary when you're talking about all your money disappearing overnight. The next one that they had in the list, I've never really had an ex- any experience with. I don't know if you have, Isabel, but they talk about keeping vendors honest. And their example is, so let's say that you're hiring somebody to come in and do your flooring and they charge you, you know, a large amount of money to do this flooring. And then within the next 72 hours, you realize that they didn't do a good job. Everything is messed up. You can easily 
take that off of your card and not actually pay them versus if you already had given them cash and they've moved on. But I've never had any experience with this, so I'm not sure how well this works or doesn't work. I have not had any personal experience with it, but that seems like a really nice perk if you don't want that payment to go through. I'm not sure how well it would work or not because then the company is just going to come for you and be mad that they don't have their money. I'm not that confrontational with companies like that, but... Well, right. Then you'd have to be willing to actually, like, you know, get into that argument, which, I mean, if they destroyed all of your floors, then I suppose it would be worth it. But if it's just something small, like you weren't happy with one little tiny part of it, I'm not sure if withholding all of the money is the way to go or not. But I guess that's something to consider. Yeah, it could be nice. You could also just try to get a refund, so... Right. And I think a lot of times, unless it's a really sketchy company, I feel like a lot of times companies are willing to, you know, fix the mistakes that they made and make sure that you're happy with it. Because the worst thing that could happen for them and their business is that you start telling everyone how terrible they are and then nobody wants to use them anymore. Yeah, you don't want to lose trust with your customers. Number seven in the article I 100% disagree with. They say that one good thing of having a credit card is the grace period. So the grace period is the idea that you don't owe the money right away. You buy something on the 1st of January, you're not actually paying for it on the 1st of January. You don't owe it until February, right? So you have that 30-day grace period that they're calling it. But I don't see this as a perk. I see this as a reason why people get into trouble with their credit cards and not a good thing at all. Like, I I don't agree. What do you think, Isabel? I agree with you completely because I'm not going to put something on my credit card that I can't pay for right then. I've only done that one time. It was for some really expensive vet bills I wanted to be able to pay. But other than that, I've never put something on my credit card that I couldn't pay for right then in that moment. It's, in one sense, it's nice to have in case of emergencies because if you're just using cash, you and there's an emergency that happens, you have no way to deal with it. And that's good because it teaches you discipline and not overspending and not getting yourself into money trouble. But if it is a real true emergency and you need to do something, yes, it's nice. But honestly, most of the time, it's not a true emergency. Most of the time, we just want to buy something and allowing yourself to buy something that you can afford right there is the reason why maybe you're trying to get yourself out of debt today. And again, I'm not saying this for my high horse. I'm dealing with this right now. I'm getting myself out of debt and it's not fun. So I I definitely think this grace period is not a good thing. Also, even if you don't do it intentionally, like let's say you went out and you just bought dinner and you had the money to buy dinner, but the money didn't actually come out of your account. So now maybe the next day you decide to go out and buy dinner again because it feels like you have money even though you don't have money. So I'm definitely not for using a credit card this way. This is why I think budgeting is super important and why I've spent a lot of time recently budgeting is because I want to make sure on top of all of my numbers and know exactly how much actual money I have in my account, not just look at the total that it says and believe it. Yeah, I look at my bank app and my credit card app almost every single day to make sure I'm lining up with how much I can spend. I think that's a great practice. I think everyone should be doing that. And you want to make sure that you're not overspending because it's just, it's honestly just a nightmare. So I would definitely take this off the article and say that that would be one negative to getting a credit card. Number eight for the article they say is insurance. So a lot of credit cards come with insurance for things like 
travel, rental cars, um, and apparently even manufacturer's warranties, which I didn't I didn't know that. I didn't know that at all. If my credit card has these perks, I was not aware and I've never used them. No, like I've used um, rental car insurance from like my car insurance that covers things. And I think I didn't, I did know that my card had travel insurance. I think I did know that, but I didn't realize you, it could have like product warranties and all this kind of stuff. I, I, that's great. If it has it, I don't know too much about it, but I guess you could look at that for whatever individual car that you may have. So number nine is universal acceptance. They're just talking about how when you go into a hotel or you want to purchase anything, it's more likely they're going to take a credit card payment from you versus, let's say, a check because that might bounce. They might not get the money from you. And somewhere like a hotel can even charge you later for any damages you made to the hotel room you were staying in. Exactly. It just makes your life a little bit easier. You don't have to think ahead as much, plan ahead, call, make sure that they accept whatever it is. And honestly, I think this is kind of ridiculous because if you have cash for something, you should be able to pay for that. I mean, that's what money is, is the cash. So I don't necessarily agree, but it's just kind of the point that a lot of places aren't going to want to take it like a hotel room because if you do damages, they want to be able to charge your account for the full amount. So I get it and it's kind of something that you have to deal with, but I mean, I don't agree that they should be able to do this to you, but they can. So I guess here we are and here's why a credit card is a little bit easier than a debit card or a check or cash. Yeah, even I went to an escape room maybe a month ago and they wanted a credit card on file for my reservation in case I didn't show up, they could charge me anyway, which I get. Some people you can't trust, but still... It's a little frustrating. Yeah, it's a little frustrating and it's definitely not something that I'm like super, you know, excited about, but I guess it just is what it is. So it's good to know and it's a good reason of why you might want to get a credit card. Number 10 they have on here is building credit. Obviously, when you get a credit card, this is going to help your FICO credit score, which we talked about in one of last week's episodes. It's really important to start building up your credit and this is one of the easier ways to do it when you're younger. It is one of the cheapest and easiest ways to do it because if you open up a credit card, even if I think my first credit card had like a $500 limit when I first graduated high school, obviously they don't want to give a high schooler a really high credit limit. That wouldn't make sense. You're irresponsible when you're younger, right? So you get like a small little credit card, $500 limit. You just start using it on like food and gas and necessities and that helps you build up your credit. So definitely agree with number 10. I think that's a great reason to get a credit card. I agree. And the more you show them that you can make your payments on time, the higher your credit limit will go, which is good to start. But sometimes people who have a really high credit limit want to use all of that amount. That is true. And if you want to hear more about credit scores and what goes into your credit score, how you raise your credit score, why is it important, you can listen to last week's episode where we talked all about this. Go ahead and head over there after this one and give that a listen. Let us know what you think. They also have in this article why not to use credit cards. So they said, you can't pay your credit card balance in full and on time. That's exactly what we were talking about. Exactly. If you can't pay it and you're going to get yourself into debt, it's not worth it. Don't use it. So if you were somebody who was in debt, now you're out of debt and you can responsibly use it, that's fine. But if you don't trust yourself, just don't use one. Just don't use one anymore. It's not worth it. Even for the credit score, honestly, it's not worth it. Their second point was you tend to spend more than you can afford. We touched on that. Definitely don't want to do that if that's your your habit. 
And third, you can only get a credit card with a low credit limit and you have a hard time staying under the balance. Okay, again, if you can only get a credit card with a low limit, I think that's okay to start because that's how you start building your credit. But I suppose they're talking about older people who have really bad credit and that's why they have such a low limit. Yeah, and some people when they have a low limit, they will go over that anyway because they need that extra money and that will come with lowering your credit score and probably some fees. So we've talked about a lot of different parks to credit cards and some disadvantages of them. If you guys agree with any of our points or disagree, head over to our Instagram or Facebook, leave us a comment, let us know your opinions or any other perks that you can think of for a reason why you would want to get a certain credit card. We're really glad you guys came to listen today. Head over to any of our social medias at Live Potentially to let us know any ideas you have or anything you would like to hear about on this podcast. Write us a review, give us a rating so we can get more people listening to the podcast. Also check out our website at livepotentially.com. Get on that email list so you can hear about all our new episodes coming up. Thanks guys. See you on the next one. (laughs) 